Hey, welcome once again. This is Ellen Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, sign up, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. First, I would like to let you know that I am a featured podcast at Digital Podcast this week, and the Featured Podcast Award, which is thrilling, really tremendously exciting. And uh, I thank you all for listening. And uh, second, vaccines. The federal government is spending billions on an anthrax vaccine. $5.6 billion, to be exact. And um, it's actually kind of an interesting thing because most of the research that's been done has shown that the vaccine by itself is not very useful. And only with the vaccine with a combination of antibiotics is the vaccine even useful at all. Generally speaking, anthrax was always treated strictly with antibiotics, and it was mostly effective. There were a certain number of cases where people generally died. I mean, it's a dangerous, uh, it's a dangerous antigen. It's a naturally occurring toxin that can be found in contaminated animal products, meat, wool, hides, that kind of thing. Again, as a knee-jerk reaction to the events of 9-11, the government went out and decided that, oh my God, we need to get an anthrax vaccine. And the most dangerous form of anthrax is inhalation anthrax, which is also the most difficult way to deliver anthrax because obviously it needs to be delivered as some sort of an inhalation type of a product, which means the person who's dispersing it probably dies. Inhalation anthrax, if left untreated, has a death rate of pretty much 100%. So if you inhale these spores, it's, it's you know, curtains. Um, when treated with antibiotics, somewhere between 45 and 80% of the patients will still die. With this vaccine and antibiotics, the mortality rate drops and the uh, survival rate increases. So, and you know what? Who knows what the real numbers are? There's just no way to ever know with the FDA. In any case, there are many, 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 many problems with vaccines, as any of us who are parents know, who have given our children vaccines. The side effects can be as horrific as the supposed disease that you're trying to protect the child from. I had a situation where my daughter, as a tiny, tiny infant, was given a DPT shot and had a horrible reaction. A fever over 106, screaming, you know, nearly convulsing, had to wrap her in ice. It was a terribly scary situation, and uh, of course she didn't continue to receive that vaccine. However, many people have had no reactions. It's the cases where people have reactions that it's devastating. That's why the FDA is supposed to do all kinds of tests, clinical trials, and things. 
I don't even have any idea how they do these clinical trials. I mean, obviously, the anthrax vaccine was tested on these rhesus monkeys, which is so creepy, poor monkey. But, I mean, I guess you got to test it on somebody. Um, with regard to the children, I have no idea how they test this stuff, unless they're actually just testing it on our kids and they see how many kids get really messed up versus how many kids don't, and then they either approve it or don't. In any case, a half a million military personnel were given this anthrax vaccine between 1998 and 2001, and many, 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 84% reported some adverse reaction. So um, it was the, the reaction rates were so high and apparently the symptoms were so severe that military personnel were refusing to take this mandatory vaccination, even to the extent that they were willing to risk being court-martialed to not have to take it. It's amazing, actually. At some point last year, U.S. District Judge Emmett Sullivan um, temporarily halted the military's mandatory vaccine program for inhalation anthrax because it was considered so dangerous and uh, and only reinstated it as a voluntary program so that people wouldn't have to be court-martialed for refusing to take it. So it begs the question now, if 85, uh, sorry, 84%, if 84% of the reported um, recipients of this vaccination have reported some kind of adverse reaction and the FDA has not approved this as a authorized vaccine, why are we spending, what did I say, 5.6 billion, with a B, dollars on this vaccine? Well, what, what, what is going on? It's interesting to note that the a former acting assistant secretary of the Health and Human Services Office um, was a lobbyist on this project to these particular vaccine manufacturers. That's always an interesting note. In any case, $5.6 billion on a vaccine that an overwhelming majority have found to be problematic? The truth of the matter is, is that the survival rate with antibiotics alone is not that much worse than the survival rate with this vaccine and antibiotics. So some bean counter who does these kinds of calculations of probability could certainly figure out, and, and even myself without being a probability expert can figure out that because the probability of actually contracting inhalation anthrax and the probability of having the vaccine at your disposal within this, this very tiny little window of opportunity to have the vaccine in addition to the antibiotics. All those things coming together in one fell swoop in the most perfect way so that you could be having the best opportunity for survival are really probably very, very small.
Even the manufacturer says that this vaccine was never intended as an afterthought to having already contracted the disease. The most uh, appropriate way to uh, handle this is a preventative as taken in six doses, uh, half a millimeter each over an 18-month period. I mean, that's just unrealistic. It's just unrealistic to actually expect the entire population of the United States to receive six doses of a half a milliliter over an 18-month period. Now, if this is strictly for military, and the military has opted in general to refuse the vaccine, what are we doing? We're spending $5.6 billion, 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 with a B, dollars. I sometimes wonder who on earth is making these decisions. I don't think we're making them because if I were making this decision, I would look at the strictly the, the facts, you know, and strictly the facts are the people who you're manufacturing this for are opting to take the risk of dying rather than taking the vaccine. So plan B at this point would be very, very well appropriate. And plan B is find a new vaccine or find a better way to protect people. That's what I think. I wonder what you think. I'd really love to know. Come on down, sign up, talk it up, and let me know what you think. Till tomorrow, this is Ellen Iron Dove.